Hey guys, welcome to Tom Talk, and uh, this is with John and Hunter. What's up, Hunter? Not much, man. Glad to see the Braves beating up on the D-backs like they should. Well, it is good to see them uh, doing exactly what they should be doing for once. Doing what good teams do, finally. So, what's been going on, man? We hadn't really got to do one in about two weeks. Well, as we're watching right now, uh, Tatis just hit number 40. So, yeah, he was starting to slow down a bit there. NL MVP race was heating up with Harper doing the way he's doing. I mean, Harper is just killing it. Yeah, yeah, he, he's getting a little bit hard to hate nowadays, which he has been since he went to Philly. I mean, I don't know. I kind of hated him when he first went to Philly, but I, I've gotten a new respect for him. He's actually changed a lot of his uh, behavior since he uh, became he's a father. A so. but he's, he, I wonder if he's still Mormon. I wonder what kind of lifestyle he lives. Like, I'm I am sure. curious, actually, to that. Because I, I know some uh, Mormon people. I don't. But I don't know. Either way, I I kind of hope he wins MVP and bring, brings it to the NL East two years in a row. I mean... Especially if the Phillies don't make the playoffs. Uh, not, I'll be very happy that. if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know, man. We, we, we've we looked a little rough here. We had that, uh, what was it, five-game slide? Uh, who? The Braves. Braves? We had a five-game slide. That's when we lost so much ground in the division. I mean, yeah, we had a slide, but... Uh, we were down to a one-game yeah. lead. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we played the Dodgers, we knew we knew it's so hard to win in Chavez Ravine, the Latrine. I mean, uh, I kind of expected that. I wanted to pull one game out of that series, but we didn't. Since then, we came back. We took care of business pretty well. I don't know. The Giants, we had them in two yeah, games and just blew that it. That was rough, but, yeah, we should have took two out of three looking back there, but. We should also have beaten the Dodgers in a couple of those games. Uh, Dansby came, hit a home run, and gave us the lead, and then we went right back, gave it right back towards the end of the game. Either way, that's old news now. Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. We still we should have another 20 wins under our belt if it hadn't been for the bullpen's continuous fluctuation. Is it the bullpen or is it our choice of who pitches? Well, I mean, in so all honesty, mode. dude, ain't our choice, does but. Snit really have many options? Yes, yes, he does for closer. He He's does. like old Mother Hubbard and only Will Smith's in the cupboard, right? Jokes aside, he really does go to Smith way, 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 way too often. I mean, yeah, that's what they paid closer money and they expect him to be a closer. And I also think Will Smith kind of doesn't know anything else. I don't think he's really like a. The only position I can imagine him in our bullpen, other than closer, would be low leverage situations like six, seventh, and sixth and in, something like that. And obviously, he's not going to want to be in that position, but that's where he deserves to be in our bullpen. I mean, I kind of agree with you on that. He's not. Re- he's not a setup guy. He's not a eighth inning guy. He is not definitely, definitely. Definitely not a closer. And with Rodriguez, we expected a little bit more out of him. He seems he throws darts, but they're uh, extremely straight darts that don't exactly have a lot of movement on them. He gave up some, you know, a shot last night, and then either he gave up two home runs or one, and then almost two. But it, 
either way, guys are hitting the ball way too hard against him. I'm not sure how much I'm going to trust him in a high leverage spot in the playoffs. Well, I mean, we just watched Newcomb pitch the ninth, and he looked pretty solid. Against the D-backs. Against the Diamondbacks, given. But he, we've also seen him close out a couple games this season, and he looks spectacular. Well, either way, our bullpen at this point is what it is, so we're going to have to put our faith in guys that we don't necessarily want to when it comes to playoffs. I mean, I definitely wouldn't – uh, I wouldn't actually look past using Luke Jackson as a closer. He's done it before. He needs to be our closer, but – He's been our most consistent reliever. I have a feeling we, it, we would have already changed if we were planning to change. I, I mean, there's going to be some – just like in 2019, uh, Anthropolis, he decided – uh, Soroka wasn't going to pitch but one game in the five games in that series. Stuff like that. I, I feel like um, there's going to be some kind of direct – assuming we get into the playoffs, of course, win the division, I have a feeling that AA is going to have a couple, like, direct orders to snit. Like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But please, Lord, let him tell Snit that he doesn't have to put Smith in just because we're about to close the game. I mean, I feel like every time, every every Will Smith close, like every time he closes out a game, it, it almost feels like luck that nothing happened. Like, well, I mean, if you have a heart condition, watching the ninth inning of a Braves game is probably not advised. Many doctors have said, "Why risk it?" And the one that hurt the most. Uh, now I started thinking about it. Yeah, the San Francisco when he when we had took the lead, and then it, it's bad. The moment we take the lead or take over the lead in a game like that, the first thing that pops into my mind is, oh, no, now Will Smith. You shouldn't be like that. You should be thankful that your team just took the lead. But I'm like, oh, no, now we got – and, and everybody knew he was going to blow that lead in San Francisco except for Smith. And maybe he knew it and just – I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the thought process there. I'm not in the clubhouse, so who knows? I mean, completely agree. Completely agree with you on it. And I've got to say, I wish Sean Green would have panned out. But I really do think the sticky substance thing hurt him, along with Martin. Martin has looked horrendous. He's a shell of himself. Well, I mean, of course, they're probably dealing with, like, lingering arm issues to boot with all that. Well, when you go from a 60-game season to a 162-game yeah, season, yeah. there's a massive jump. You're not yeah. talking about a marathon. You're talking about a sprint. And, uh, it, uh, well, by the way, folks, we, as you know, we, we talk more than just about Braves, and we're probably about to be a little bit all over the place here as we've got a lot of things I want to talk about. But um, let's say – Martin, Rodriguez, Shane Green, who's now off the team, they all don't have a lot of movement on their pitches. And, I mean, if you're throwing 94 miles an hour straight down the middle, big league guys that don't take long to catch on to that. Well, also, once again, and this I know I keep harping on the sticky substance stuff, Martin had a lot more RPM on his fastball last season than he did – this season. That's why it's getting hammered. Yeah, I haven't checked the spin rates, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. it I mean, it's it obvious. You don't even have to look at it. You can yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just one of those things in the back of all Braves fans' minds right now. I think we're trying to just 
stuff back there and wait and see what happens. But I believe all Braves fans can agree that if we go into the playoffs with uh, Will Smith or nothing, if we're, say, the game's one, two runs, and within one or two runs, and if Snit decides that Smith is going to be the guaranteed closer the way he has all season, we're not going far in the playoffs, period. I would not disagree at all with that statement. I mean, true. Our bats, Very true. Our bats are going to have to make sure that we're uh, out of save range. You need to be like 13 runs ahead <laughs> if you want to hand the ball to Will freaking Smith. It's not even that. Like I said, I don't even blame Smith. It's not his fault that they keep running him out there. But Anyways, off of that, What's next? We we just talking about the Machado Tatis deal. All right, uh, so I've got, I've got to say I'm glad I I've been working about seventy hours a week for the last two weeks, so I haven't got to watch as much. Now I've been trying to listen to the Braves games on the radio because I can't see the game like live, so I have missed a little stuff around the league. I guess you could say. Yeah. And it, I will say this: seen this by now. If you're a baseball fan, you're listening. I was so glad you pointed it out because that was hilarious. It gave me a whole new respect for Manny Machado. Oh, yeah. And I had a very low opinion of him. Yeah, we both did. And in his statements afterwards where he he admitted to, you know, just – you know, his antics, uh, being in Baltimore. Well, he admitted being a douche in Baltimore. he admitted that he was immature, and that's that's the big thing. And, yeah, he gained a lot more respect than I had. I mean, look at that, though. Look at the words he used. We know you're the shit. Yeah, aggressively complimenting somebody, basically. Yeah, but telling him to play the damn game. Yeah, he said, everybody knows, everybody knows you're great. Stop pouting. Get out there and do what you're great at. That's all he said. And like uh, John Boy said the same thing, so it's nothing new. He just said, m- m- this is something that happens often. The Mets had it happen earlier this year. It's just something that usually happens in the clubhouse instead of right there in the dugout where a fan five feet away is videotaping it. Well, normally, like with baseball, man, they have a cleansing. Except, like you said, it's usually in the locker room. But it just so happened in this case, like you said, a fan, it, he, he got emotional. He was tired of the pouting. I can't stand pouting in baseball. No It, it didn't help the team. And that's not just uh, – also Machado uh, reiterated that he's old school. And uh, we're going to come back to that with the article written on Freddie Freeman here in just a bit. But, um, yeah, he just reiterated that he's old school. Well, I didn't think of Machado necessarily as old school. But, yeah, tell your guys to suck it up, go play. That the, It's not about you. It's about the team getting into October. That's not old school. That's leadership. And we're finally seeing that from Machado. And I guarantee you the Padres are happy with that. I mean, after what they paid for Machado and Tatis, they're happy to see Machado kick him in the butt a little bit. Well, I mean, I think you see the evolution of certain players. They start out childish immature, and douchebags. To have that sort of star power at his age, it's easy to understand. Can you imagine at, if, uh, I'm not sure how old uh, Tatis is, say 22, 
if I was 22 and just got 400 and something million bucks, I mean, good lord. Can yeah, but I, I, I wish I could imagine that. I wish that would happen to I'd me. I'd probably be you. dead, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, but I've got to say, good for Machado. Great for him to take a stand. I'm betting he is really wishing he would have said that earlier. It's a, uh, exactly. That's probably one of his big regrets because once he let that shit go, once he aired his grievances like he wanted to, right? He came back out, like I said last night, there was a really good game with the Giants-Dodgers. Had a potential for a three-home run game and just barely missed it. And uh, he also has an RBI tonight. Padres are trying to stage a little rally as we speak, but I kind of want to see him do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Padres. They're a team you want to root for. Because they've been so awful for so long. Well, yeah, they've been <laughs> mediocre for a while, similar to the Phillies in a way, I guess. So I can't, it's hard for me to root for them. They're in our division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now, I feel like the Padres and the Mets are pretty comparable. They both had kind of – they both started falling off a cliff at the same time. The Padres had what? Pitching out the ass, Darvish, going into the season, Darvish, Snell, um, Lamont, Clevenger, who knows when we're going to see him again, but it'll be interesting to see what we get from him once he's finally out there. Well, I think you'll see him before you see Bauer. Yeah, Bauer's going to get a suspension. Oh, a long one. Even, even, I don't think he gets charged criminally. But he's going to get a suspension from the MLB. Well, oh, no, no. I can see the Dod- I mean, the Padres uh, picking him up when the Dodgers don't. Well, I will put it this way. Um, due to what the – and we covered this when Nick was on the pod with us. Due to what the judge's decision was. Now, Nick did say that it could set a precedent. Well, like I said, only a U.S. Supreme Court case can really set that precedent legally. Yeah, that's what I was going to it doesn't look good for the DA's office because you've got a guy who's got millions of dollars. You have a witness who has already admitted that it's already been proven, and even a, a well, there's judge. There's a lot of texts that show that everything was consensual. The, the and also it show it's shown that she was kind of out there, not just that, just kind of out there. It, and she was begging him to come pick uh, her up like uh, Four o'clock three hours before he had to be at the ball or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean. But yeah. e- either way, there won't be any charges filed because L.A. County has a very bad history of losing high-profile cases. So they're not going to want to risk public embarrassment again, especially when the judge basically handed Bauer a get-out-of-jail-free card with that decision. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's get out of jail for him. To be honest, I don't. I, I I'm saying even, I shouldn't even be talking about uh, the court proceedings on this because I don't have a, a well, zero clue on how law works in California or how none of this is going to work. Well, I'm just saying from a legal precedent, basically what they did was by the judge saying what the judge did and it being public, it also. Such she just, a president she just and denied, potential jurors. She just denied him, um, her a restraining, restraining order, order. which that, says what? That there's not, not enough evidence. Pre- precedence. It's just that's no. just circumstantial to this case. That that's what I'm saying. It for wasn't him, gifted. for him, 
what it does is if there's not enough evidence to pro, uh, get a order of protection against someone, that proves. You would think, yeah, that it, it, it would it would help protect him if things go for the. Uh, but like the I LAPD said, investigation. I don't think is going to turn up much. Well, I don't think he's going to be criminally charged. He won't be criminally charged. No but, but either way, he either way, he's getting be. a suspension. That's the only thing we do know. Well, see, the one thing about rules. Major League Baseball is this: what I like about their policy is they have a no domestic violence. They have very zero zero tolerance domestic violence really? policy because. No, they do, because you look at people that have been cleared criminally, they still get a big suspension handed to them. Araldus Chapman didn't. He did actually get suspended. He might have got suspended. He didn't get no big suspension. He didn't get a big suspension. Not to mention, there's been a shitload of other, like, smaller cases where there's been no suspension. Osuna's when I'm... Well, actually, Osuna's going to... Osuna. Osuna, not Osuna. Osuna. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Robert Osuna, remember with the Astros. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's been a lot of guys that's had some kind of low-key situations like that that never turned into anything with MLB. And and, and while we will touch on not Osuna, but Ozuna in a little bit, let's uh, take a small brief break for a word from our sponsor uh, Anchor and we will be right back alright guys welcome back so thing I've been pondering is the wild card both divisions we see now that the Cardinals all of a sudden decided that they're for real out of nowhere their lineup's starting to look a lot better. Tyler, Tyler O'Neill, he's starting to come through in some big spots. He's, I think uh, he might be, even be batting third on their team right now. I don't know. MLB The Show has him batting third, but in real life, I don't think he's batting third. Maybe a fifth hitter. Either ways, he's coming up big. Nolan Arenado's starting to have a sneaky good season. He came out tonight. He came out of the game with back tightness. But I think the reality was they were winning 10-2. to two. And they probably, you know, took him out of the game to, you know, general soreness, took him out of the game to get some rest. They beat the Brewers 10-2. to So they're looking, I mean, uh, if they would have started this a while back, they would have a shot at the division. But um, they're starting to look like they're going to have a wild card spot locked in. Um, other wild card spot. Oh, well, yeah. Dodgers Giants. That's crazy that one of those teams are going to be a wild card. I mean, they're both, I think, uh, at 98 wins. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Uh, one of them's at 98, one of them's at uh, 96. Or is it one's at 100 and one's at 98? The, well, the whole reason that the second wild card or wild card in general was put into play was so teams that. I, I, okay, um. Was it 91 or 93? One's at 98 and one's at 97 wins. Okay. But um, I, I, don't, I think it was 91 or 93 back when the Braves were still in the um, NL West. The Giants missed out with 90-something plus wins and missed out on the playoffs altogether. And it was, you know, situations like that that brought on the wild card to begin with. Okay, so now... Those teams that are going to win 100 games and still not be division winners, they're not going to be the wild card. I mean, they're going to be wild card. They're going to be in the playoffs, but they're one loss away in a wild card game from, you know, 
none of that matter. In a hundred game season, not even get a five game playoff. Uh, me and you have talked constantly about the three game wild card. I mean, they I had that right last year. I think they should have kept that right in play for this season. Well, I think next year, thing a lot of things are going to change up once the CWA thing, CBA, going, CBA, collective whatever. bargaining agreement. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, Manfred Ball with a guy on second is going to go. Hopefully. Well, no, they've already said that straight up. Rob Manfred has come out and said he will be eliminating that rule. That but game it might change as to where like they do it in the eleventh. If he went I'm to the down, I'm no, down if it went that. to the twelfth, I could see that. Eleventh, okay. Well, you got the tenth. Okay, two two innings of real ball, or at least give us one inning of real extra inning ball. And I mean, it is exciting. The runner on second, if you're if you're not invested in the teams that are playing, you know what I mean. But you don't want to lose that way, and it doesn't feel like a good way to win either. Like, also, if you're going to do a seven-run, I mean, seven-inning game. Oh, yeah, you can't have a runner on second in the eighth inning, extra innings in the eighth. You know what I mean, with a runner on second. No, you that's, can't, and we've actually seen that happen this season. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, I mean, I'm not really for the seven-inning double header because – I, I got to say, players like it though. Yeah, they like it. They might even like the but, runner on second to an extent because it, it gets games over and they want to get home. But I also want you to think about. I want you to think about it from the fans' point of view, as you say. Now you pay X amount of money now for the Yankees and Boston games. The tickets are outrageous. Even the sh- shit seats are outrageously priced. So, say you pay all that money for a game, and you're only getting seven innings of this. Mm. What's well, double headers? Seven and double headers. A lot of those. Uh, you, I'm pretty sure. Don't you get to stay for two? Nope. You only get the um, one game. I don't know. I, I think most people that go to a game, a double header, the seven inning game, I, f- I feel like they stay for both games. Yeah. However, but, that's priced. I don't know, but I feel like they do. Well, I mean, if they're going to do it that way, then they need to make the tickets half price because you're only getting seven innings of the game. No, or you're at least three fourteen because you're going to be there. Uh, it's just a court. Now, I'm gonna, I don't know. I don't know how that's. I, I actually do because I was listening to uh, God. It was one of the radio broadcasters up in New York, right? Yeah. And they don't like the seven inning double header thing because of the prices of the tickets and you know you're only getting to see one game and you're not even getting all your money's worth yeah i mean if you're paying 150 bucks just to be on like say fifth row back on the third baseline or something like that maybe not 150 for seven innings, and that's obviously yeah you're getting robbed a bit there i mean now if, if you, you were paying both games for 150 dollars yeah, then you're good line, yeah then, yeah and I think that might be more the case. I'm not sure. And maybe maybe it uh, differs team by it's team. It's both probably. in Boston and New York, and that's the highest price besides the Dodgers yeah, for tickets. The Dodgers tickets are probably. And so, if I was Californians, real, I would be pretty upset about it. And if I was a Californian, I'd be upset about a lot of things. But I don't know. Anyways, look, wild card, both wild cards are getting interesting. 
but the AL wild card is what I'm interested in because a month ago the Blue Jays they look like a good powerhouse offensive team, but they didn't. Uh, their pitching wasn't exactly up to par. They got Jose Barrios. He's been doing great. He actually pitched well against uh, his former team, the Twins, the other day. And um, they're sneaking in. They're, uh, the Yankees have the second wild card spot. Blue Jays are half a game back. I think they're taking that over because, as we just seen, uh, I don't know much about this situation. I was just seeing where uh, Boone gets fired mid-season. Well, and 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 I want to I want to speculate on that because I was doing a little more okay, research. Well, let me ask you this: Is Boone fired as in he's te- mid season? No, no, no. He is still. Uh, he's going to manage. He's the rest still of the managing season. the rest of the season. Okay. But it has been said, it has been said that he's not getting real. That he will contract. not be getting yeah. a new contract. So, okay. But let me ask you about that. If that's the case, if that. Dis- Ends up being the case at the end of the year. Well, it looks Do like you case, think yeah. that Aaron Boone earned another contract as a manager, or do you think he's basically worse than Joe Torre was in New York? Joe Torre actually was a good manager. I mean, he took him to the playoffs. I don't think you can compare Joe Torre and him because I mean, the not difference Joe, in the teams. I didn't mean Joe Torre. Joe I meant Girardi. Girardi, not Torre. My bad. No, Tory, they couldn't get rid of him. He was too damn good. <laughs> he got to step out on his own, his own right. Yeah. Well, they're different teams too. But yeah. Um, Aaron Boone. I feel like he's a good cheerleader for the Yankees. Like he hypes his guys up a lot. He. Um, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, like the savages in the box thing, where they. I think John Boy even put out T-shirts and stuff like. Yeah, my yeah, I do remember. Savages in the box. What yeah, you, exactly. You know, arguing with the ump. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know if he's to blame for the Yankees, you know, not being what they should be. But I seen where Severino came back, and I think. Oh, Boone's think happy as hell about having time, Severino back. The last time that he pitched was in 2019 ALCS. So that's been a while ago. It has been. So it's interesting to see. As of right now, the Yankees have a playoff spot. So he's going to be in that in that uh, rotation or postseason roster if they get a chance, even if he ain't pitched in forever just because they don't have that many options. All right, well, your closest team to New York. Is the Blue Jays. Is the Blue Jays, and they're only a half game that, back. They're going to take that. They are going to take that. Uh, and even even or, Seattle's only sitting 2.5 back, but I think you're right yeah. that Seattle's kind of a next-year team. Yeah, they're next year. I think the Blue Jays could very well but surpass the, Mariner, the Yankees. The Mariners are, are really uh, – I would love to see the Mariners. That's, that's some sexy baseball right there. Going into this year, um, the Padres, the Mariners, and the White Sox – were the three teams that I had my eye on outside of the Braves. And, you know, also somebody that collects prospect autos and cards and stuff, you'd look out for top prospects and teams that, you know, have top prospects. So, uh, you know, those were obviously teams of interest. But I think what one thing we've seen for sure is that the Padres overestimated themselves. And they should be better, obviously, with the pitching they had. 
But yeah, I, I have a feeling they thought they were because of the sixty game season and because they made it into that series with the Dodgers last year. I think they got a little bit ahead of themselves and thought they were a little bit better than they were, and they've come crashing down. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I think, honestly, if Tatis hadn't had the problems he'd had uh, this year with his health. Shoulder-wise. Yeah, yeah. shoulder-wise. See, they were thriving before he actually hit that wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, before he started having the injuries and having to take weeks at a time off. He so, wasn't their only problem, though. Now it's, it's pitching major. Oh, like, I agree completely. Their pitching has fell off a cliff. So, I mean, you can't even really put it on Tatis. But I'm not top, saying that it's his fault. I'm saying there yeah, are yeah, other problems, but when he's out of the lineup. Yeah, it's a bit, uh, Yeah, it's like Acuna being out of the lineup for us, except for... We found a way to prevail. So far. So yeah. far. Don't want to jinx us, but... And we'll talk about later about um, who, out of the guys outside of Duvall, obviously we want to keep Duvall, when it comes to Rosario, Soler, Peterson, who do we want to keep? Of course, you know, we'd like to keep uh, them We all. would definitely we want to keep that. them all, for sure. Okay, but that also... Okay. Because okay. we do have a shot at Let, keeping finish, Jock at $7 million. Up, Let's finish up wild card and, and all the... And, AL and NL MVP conversations, and we'll go into, uh, we'll end it with the Braves. All right, I'm down with it. Okay. So, Blue Jays are about to take the second wild card spot from the Yankees. That's already foreseen. I've I, I I, I seen it in my dreams. You can see it in their play. It's kind I, of, I really hope so. And I, the reason I say that. baseball team. It is fun. It, it is fun to watch them, that young talent. What they have is just really, really awesome to watch. What they did to us was, oh, God, that was horrible to watch, but yeah. it was very entertaining to watch regardless. And that would, and the way they beat us, they didn't even have George Springer in the lineup then. Good Lord, he's a monster. Matter of fact, I've not been hearing much about him now. He might even be hurt again. I don't think so, but it's a possibility. I've not been hearing about him, but Simeon, Simeon, I think, has 40 home runs. Vlad has 40 home runs. And Tiasca Hernandez has 40 home runs. They got three 40 home run hitters. How's Biggio doing? Uh, Kevin Biggio, I think, is kind of the uh, the one left out of this conversation. I think he may have been dealing with injuries earlier in the year. I'm not exactly sure his deal. But, uh, yeah, I expected more from him. But, you know, if it is injuries, you're – out of all those guys, you're going to have somebody hurt. You're going to have somebody, you know, underperforming. Can't truly blame them that much. But <sighs> mm, I don't know. And they don't. And their pitching, like I said, hasn't. It's just now starting to catch up a little bit with their hitting. But when you think about the Yankees, who who they're going to be contending against for that spot, where's the Yankees pitching outside of Cole? I mean, I mean Garrett. Like you said, uh, has carried them. I mean, pitching wise, pitching wise, sure. pitching wise, definitely. And I mean, like I said, I I really don't hate the Yankees, man. I mean, it's just been always a, a rivalry between us and them. And you know, it you always see them in the playoffs. They all they have more World Series titles than any other team in baseball history. 
But just like the Braves, they took a playoff hiatus for a while, and uh, during the you know, like around 2011, tw- or, you know, 12, 13, 14, kind of like us. I don't know. I feel like they're they they went out and got their guys. They've got Rizzo, they got uh, Gallo, but those are two volatile hitters. That uh, uh, Rizzo a little bit less than Gallo, but. You know, you're expecting home run or bust, and you got that short porch and left, you know, in uh, right field. So, I mean, they went out and got them specifically looking for them to hit homers to that right field short porch. Well, I mean, it's it works, but you know, when it don't work, you're getting struck out. You're, I mean, yeah. And D, what happened to DJ LeMay here? I have absolutely no idea. I need man. to look up his stats. You really do. I don't know, man. It's just like, okay, with the Yankees teams of old, right? There was a certain, when they came to town, you got this feeling in the pit of your stomach. Like, the Yankees have walked in. Well, they're notorious. Yeah. They're almost like, I don't know if you've seen, uh, earlier today I seen a clip of uh, Conor McGregor at the Cubs game throwing out the first pitch. Uh, Just... Threw it hard, but just sailed it right at the wall, like uh, just a crazy angle. And uh, I almost feel like uh, kind of notorious. The Yankees are notorious, whether they're good or bad, when they come into it. Like, um, even if they're not playing good, uh, if you're, a say, an NL team that doesn't see them often when they come into your stadium, you're still thinking, okay, this is the Yankees. we got to buck up. we got to play. But in reality, you know. Well, and uh, and when they actually came in on us, when we were both riding, you know, uh, eleven game winning streaks. Ian Anderson's first win was against Garrett Cole. It was last year in a beautiful pitch game. I mean, you know, when Anderson is pitching like himself, right? When he is being him, his tonight he, was a great step forward, getting back to where he needs to be it was the D-backs and yeah it it looked a little rough there for a while hopefully he can pick up so he can be our third starter well I want you to think about it from this perspective sometimes in baseball all it takes is it doesn't matter what team you're playing it takes a confidence booster yeah but also I want his arm to be good like it's an arm situation I feel like for him I mean confidence also plays a big part of course but he had a you know a deal going on with his arm so I mean I mean yeah I think that's why he was off too but still uh, going across the ticker right now we see uh, David Bell for the Reds gets an extension for two years as a manager so the opposite of Aaron Boone well yeah definitely I, I mean the Reds have been a good team they they have uh, they, they got a good offense they do offense. have a good offense and they've but. had some uh, Joey Votto that all of a sudden became Joey Votto again. Still saying that that's yeah. a little suspicious then, at his age. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I don't know if you, uh, if any of you guys haven't listened to the Chris Rose rotation, uh, another John Boy Media production. You guys should definitely check that out. Uh, Joey Votto was just on there recently, and he's. There's nobody like Joey Votto in the big leagues. I love that. Dude. I mean, I mean, I've I've heard his interviews, and he's great. And, I mean, I, I don't want to say that the man is juicy. I don't want to say it because maybe he is one of the rare 
the rare cases where, yeah, he had a few clunkers of years and found a way to right the ship. Well, I think one, one I don't think he's juicing. I, I just I kind of jokingly brought that up because, I mean, he did come back all of a sudden with a, it, you know, it was a little weird. Oh, how dang. He came back. But uh, you got to also remember the past couple years, every single time he came up to the plate, he was choked up. He was acting like a, like an old school guy up at the plate that just wanted to get a base hit across. Like he was trying to, you know, just do something for his team. Now all of a sudden, you know, he's standing there like he used to. He's, yeah. 2014 type Votto again, and maybe maybe that's what's working out for him. But now, Jesse Winker, uh, Castellanos, who I wanted for the Braves big time. Yeah, I wanted him bad actually. I, I wanted him bad over Azuna, and then Azuna had that great year, and I was like, okay, well, I guess Azuna. And then you know, we all know what happened after that. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing we've got to since we are mentioning it, and we will make this part brief. Zuna's going to play for the Braves again. I don't think so. Why do you say that? Well, one, there is going to be a suspension by Major League Baseball. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Because, like we both said with the power thing. And he may potentially still get. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Now, he's the already. Are his, family his, friendly, no. friendly, in quotes, now, team. His legal knowledge. situation has basically been taken care of. Mm-hmm. The felony was dropped. And basically. Everything was a misdemeanor. Yeah. Um, essentially what it was is he got some anger management counseling. He has to do 200 hours of community service, and it had to pay a fine. Now, one thing that was speculated here is if he was truly innocent, right, why not go to trial? Well, he wasn't truly innocent he was just innocent of the things he was being accused of which was you know choking his wife out right all that the video showed that he was innocent of that and there was a lot of uh there's 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 been a lot of history there yeah and she did try to kill him at last year i think tried to kill him um in these situations you just walk away you just say you're smart you just say no 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 you just say hey you're not worth me risking all this money. I would prefer you just leave, and we will work something out with the children. Yeah. It's hard to speculate. You can't speculate on other people's relationships. So we no, but it'd be better than it losing a lot of money. Us, but yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to lose that money. I think there's a chance he still plays. Well, actually, he's not going to lose that money because there's no clause. Well, actually, there is a morality clause, but the morality clause can only... It basically only covers if it's, he's incarcerated. So, say if he was incarcerated for six months, you can uh, completely negate the contract. And, and with somebody with that type of money, in a situation like that, I feel like you got to kill your wife to be incarcerated. Incarcerated, seriously? Yeah, I, mean, yeah real, I, I, I mean. can't can't disagree with it. But here's the thing: the Braves are a really family friendly type organization, and I just don't see it because, I mean, well, the third baseman we had that did that, well, he wasn't worth a crap, so they got rid of him anyways. But I think if he still fits well with the team and with the players, though, then, then I don't well, know. If, if I'm, if I, if I'm, if I'm the players, I would want to see that video. I would want to does. see yeah. – I, I mean, no. According to – Atlanta PD unless they put it out, yeah. No, I mean, according to, um, oh, what's his name? 
David O'Brien, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He basically said that that would be another thing that he also would want is to see that video if he's a teammate. I mean, yeah. So that indicates the team has not actually seen the video. Well, it's – okay, well, I feel like it's an opposite version of what's happening with Bauer. Like, I feel like in L.A. with Bauer – He has no team back up. Yeah, well, they've uh, unfollowed him from Twitter and all that. I I, mean – I feel like even if he's innocent, they don't want nothing to do with him on the team no more. Well, I don't think they wanted anything to do with him when he was on the team because – Apparently. Period. Yeah, apparently not. Because apparently he is a gigantic asshat. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was fun to watch. But everybody likes Ozuna. He, he's on the team. Yeah. On the team, and his antics are downright hilarious. Now, I'll say this. I used to not be a fan of this, uh, you know, flipping the bat. I used to not be a fan of the whole entire antics when you played baseball because I was a purist. But... It's actually made the game a little bit more entertaining. Of course, and it's not going nowhere. I mean, the nah, game's evolving just like it always has and always will. And, I mean, like, let, let's let's talk about this part, about that part of the game. And, and I want you to think about it. Bobby Cox would not have put up that crap. He was an old-school manager who, well, if you lost... He choice because the game would leave him behind then. Well, the game would have left him behind then because... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but I'm saying, Snit had to adapt to it. You could see him bite his lip. Whenever he sees that, you can see it makes him want to cringe, but he still has to let these people be themselves in order to get better production out of the players. For an older guy, he's actually done a pretty good job of dealing with the youth that they have on the team, which you've got to give him all the credit in the world for that. Yeah, My only gripe with Snit is the bullpen management. That's it. We've talked about that enough, but that's my only gripe. Yeah. But anyways, back with the Ozuna thing, I will say this. I I hope that because uh, he's entertaining to watch. I like Ozuna. Yeah, well, either way, he's going to find his, his place back in oh, baseball. Oh, I mean, Major League Baseball. So Some I team will take it. with the Braves, especially after what we paid him. Like, uh, especially. I mean, because okay. we're stuck with the contract. Okay, say, uh, yeah, exactly. So, say next season he comes back and he has an 81 or 82 game whatever it is suspension one of the yeah. more normal or maybe even 60 game okay I feel like Bauer's gonna get a 162 like A-Rod did when he got caught the second time with steroids or whatever that was the highest uh, suspension okay but if you give if you give Bauer that one eight, uh, that 162 right if you give him a whole year suspension, you have to do the same to Ozuna because there was actually proof mm-hmm. of physical violence. Not much proof, but there is still mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Whereas I I, I just, Bauer was actually a judge even said, what do you do when a woman says yes? But you got to remember, uh, okay, it's the MLB doing this. It, it, it's not going to be a court of law deciding this. I know, but I'm saying if it. you don't punish a and man. They're not, well, they didn't punish the Astros for stealing a World Series. So they're still in the World gonna... Series, man. It's a big difference. No. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, their championship should be ripped from them, and it should have been given to the Dodgers because that would be fair. But. Well, you can't give it to the Dodgers when they didn't technically win it, even if they could have won it without cheating. They didn't. So you can't assume they would have and give it to them. I know, but I'm saying either make it null and void that year 
does not have a yeah. World Series. Well, champion. everybody knows there's an asterisk beside that. There, there is, and but see, none of the players received any kind of. I also found it weird after the hurricane in Houston, everybody flooding and all that, and then they just yeah. won the World Series. Which is exactly team either way, so it made sense, but. Just all of a sudden, like, the hurricane, all that happened, and then just, like, this feel-good World Series. is like, damn, that was... And I didn't look at it as if, like, MLB was rigged. But at the same time... But I looked at it like, damn, that was very coincidental. But at the same time, I want you to think about... the Astros. (laughs) I want you to think about it this way, though. The Astros were a good team at that point. They had done pretty good in the playoffs the year before. So it wasn't exactly a shocker that they you know where they went that far what is a shocker is i mean so 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 do you say the same thing about the red sox say what do you Uh, say the same exact thing about the red sox there's not enough proof on the red sox oh there is their manager was yeah yeah to be honest there is proof that they were using the signs i'll be honest i guarantee you Boston, Yankees, Astros, and maybe even the Dodgers. I bet you, uh, and I bet you a lot of these top teams, especially before the Astros got caught, have at least experimented with different ideas on how to get an edge, like the buzzer thing, the um, the Boston getting caught with the iPad or iWatch or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it's called. All those teams have definitely experimented with ways to get an edge. We can we can guarantee that's happened. Well, I mean, my goodness, you got a runner on second, right? You can pick up signs easy, eh, but but and I want to say this, but it's a lot easier if you got the video to back it up. Yeah. Oh, did you see where? Uh, that's another thing. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier, uh, he uh, he was on first, right? He was rounding around first. The ball got threw away on the on the throw to first he tries he goes all the way to third rounds third goes for the little league home run thrown out by like 30 feet and then as he slides in sees that um i think his name is alejandro kirk or something i'm not exactly sure the blue jays rookie catcher drops his uh play card that's on his wrist for you know who's you know, how yeah. you pitch guys. Exactly. Drops it. And you can see Kiermaier look at it, debate on whether to pick the card up or not, and then slide it into his pocket. And the Blue Jays actually go and ask for it back, and the Rays told him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you missed that. But that I one. did I, miss like this. Two days ago, and uh, uh, was okay, it so, earlier okay, tonight so, or last night? Uh, he gets drilled in the back. Okay, so let me let me make so sure. So Kiermaier gets hit in the back. I don't even think it was the next game after okay, that. Okay, so it was the, the Blue Jays card. Blue Jays card, yeah. The Rays stole it yeah, because right. it fell they out. They didn't steal it. They picked it up. Basically, it's litter at that point. It's yeah. Like you're at home plate. You've done dropped it. He slides by, scoops it up, takes it back to the dugout, and I'm sure uh, – I'm sure the Blues Ace catcher's, uh, you know, looking at his wrist. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, and and then he tells the Blue Jays, and obviously they're going to, you know, switch things up. Now they know that. But the Blue Jays actually requested it back 
and we're told like basically fuck off. So well, I, well, it's their card, so I mean it should go back to them. Look, I don't. I'm not sure. It's, I, I think it's not that big of a deal to begin with. But um, I just thought that was really funny. It's just a new situation. We're always seeing just new crazy situations. And uh, as we're talking again, San Diego making an interesting. They are making like a massive, massive rally here. I mean, it's it's yeah, uh, they, it, it was eight two. Now they've got an eight six runner on first, one out, one out. Last night's game was really interesting. This so this could uh, this could get this could get interesting. Look, yeah. I don't like to see it because the Braves are about to have to play these guys. I don't want them getting hot before we play them. Well, basically. Machado's got hot. That's the problem. That's, you don't want that guy hot. Yeah, not Tatis hit number 40 tonight. I mean, and you get Machado hot, you get Tatis hot, we're All looking right, for a problem. Let me ask you this. How do you feel morally? Like, uh, is it okay if you slide, at, it's at, you're running home, you get tagged out by a mile. As you're sliding in, you're out, you realize you're out. You look down and see the player's. I mean the play card or whatever you, whatever they call the card on how you pitch guys that the catcher has. Well, all the players have them. They have them in the outfield. They do, right? so they can actually okay. do the shift. Say the guy out there, um, say Teoscar Hernandez. It, well, this is a uh, uh, American League, so he would have probably been DHing. Say Springer's out there in center field, drops his out of his back pocket. Uh, Kiermaier goes out to center field to play his position. Lo and behold, it's standing right there, and he picks it up. Nobody would blame him at all for that. The only reason people bitched about this is because there's video of it where he's standing there. He's thinking about it. On it thinking about it. Slides in his pocket. Okay, that ain't even that big a deal. But then the Rays under noticed that, and in between innings, or right as the next inning's going, walk over and ask for it back. Well. The, the way that I look at that is I still think it's kind of crappy because if if you knew it, if you've seen it, right, why not just hand it back to the player? Because noticeably, if that player knows it's gone, they're going to switch the signs up. you got to at least have three different yeah, cards it's here. Not, it's not about signs, though. It's about I mean, I mean, strategy on where to throw pitches, I mean, you're going to change you know, your strategy in order of to course, uh, – I'm just saying it wasn't like a sign thing. It was more of like how we approach throwing to Well, guys. I mean, yeah. Which uh, you can only change so much because, I mean, like, you know, if a guy's got holes in his swing and then, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a I mean, deal. I mean, but it's just a funny, funny well, thing. Well, what that makes that. you think about, though, is, I mean, I, I don't like having a card that someone could potentially get their hands on one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what... If it's that valuable... No, and I want you to think. Don't lose it. All those many years before they decided to do this kind of strategy thing, right? You had a catcher who watched these players play and figured out the best way to call a game against it them. It was internal knowledge and, and they it had was, in their it was head here. from playing and watching. Yeah, and it was here the in the head where you can't just read somebody's mind. Yeah. And he might go out to the pitcher for a, a meeting, and they discuss strategy. Yeah. The way to avoid all that crap is for people to memorize where the, you're supposed to play in a shift, and well, new guys come into the game. Like a, a lot of things change. You right? get the point, though. I'm yeah. just saying, the well, old way of doing things 
it's harder to cheat or harder yeah. to pick up on these things when you have nothing that trails back. But I don't think there's nothing wrong with having the card. I just obviously can't leave it out on the field for somebody else to pick up. Yeah, pretty much. But still, uh, but that 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 was a side. But you asked me I, I how I feel about that. it morally and ethically, right? Yeah. What he should have done was picked up the card, handed it back to yeah. Kirkman. Of course. And that would have been the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, buddy, it's getting really interesting now. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Oh, two boy. Two and it's the bottom of the night. He can take the lead right here. If this could be a walk-off. Possibly. Oh, yeah, it is the bottom of the night. Oh, and, two out. Yeah. Uh-huh. This yeah, is getting hot right we'll here. Keep you guys tuned if something interesting happens. Definitely. They're about, definitely going to take out Rogers though. Oh, this is just turning out to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, talking about Tatis, the NL MVP situation. I think both NL, NL and AL MVP conversations are pretty close. I think. Personally, I think Harper deserves it over Tatis. But you got the name situation going on, the big name situation, which they're both big names. And basically they give it to, it to Tatis before the season even already started? In, in a way, but he still had to put up the numbers. And Dagum uh, Harper, who had basically faded into obscurity. Not, eh, essentially, I, that, I mean, look at his first two years in Philly, they were... Just complete they, shit. They weren't complete shit, but they just weren't no, up Bryce, to par no, I'm for saying people Bri- expecting that type of output for the money he's getting paid. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but when he's not putting up Harper-like numbers, it is... Well, I mean, yeah. he can't do it alone. No, I'm, yeah, in a, in a batting position, right now, he can. He, right now, him and JT's doing it wrong. I mean, would I have paid JT what, I, what they paid him? Not for his age. What what did JT get again? 180 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think that was about right. Uh, probably 100. But for his age and He's still the best the catcher mi- in the game. I, I mean, he ain't got the, he's got mileage, but... Oh, oh, oh boy. Here Hold we go. Up. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. no. Ball game. All right. Tati said it to the warning. Track. All right. It just reminded me of that, the Freddy game, you know, where we were sitting here. We were about to do a podcast, and... We got teased. We just got teased, Hunter. Yeah. I hate getting teased. Yeah, well, the Dodgers are happy. I know they or are. No, no. The, no. Do- do- the Dodgers, Dodgers are, are not happy. happy. Yeah. But anyways, back to what we were talking about, which, by the way, if you do get a chance, and uh, for those who listen to us, um, definitely check, check out the highlights of this game. It was actually impressive, the comeback that the uh, Padres actually made. Yeah, but the, uh, the night, uh, last night, was more impressive those two Machado nukes and then misses a third. It, it, that was really interesting. Once again, that is because he let all the frustration out the night before. Let me ask you this, though. AL MVP, if Otani wasn't pitching as well as hitting, Vlad's MVP, right? I'm going to give you that. Yeah, Vlad would definitely be MVP. But what I'm unsure of, now I know uh, Otani is killing it he at just the plate. Had, he just had a 10K, like seven, eight inning, uh, 10K outing. But well, before that, he was knocked out in before completing three innings and give up. I, I don't. What's his sure overall record on. right now? Um, I'll have to look. I mean, I think not he this. Has ten wins. It 
Honestly, I'm gonna say, honestly, I'm gonna say this. Honestly, I'm gonna say this. There's no way around that. Um, I should even be asking what the heck is uh, is when loss is because the fact that he's pitching and still nailing the ball is impressive. Angels, so win losses don't really matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Most pitchers, but although if he's winning his own games for himself, that's pretty impressive. Here's a better question. If um, okay, obviously if. Vlad and Otani have similar stats, even though I think Vlad's is a little bit better. Um, what happens? What happens if? Um, see, pitching is what's putting Otani over Vlad right now because he's having a decent year. I think he's he's a little over a three R three ERA. Okay. He was um, he was two under. He had that bad start. Got him over three. He just had a good start. Got him back down. I think he's got a chance to maybe have one more start this season. If he goes under three. He can go back under three. If he goes back and under that's three. Ama- doing yeah. that while having the offensive season he has, he's definitely MVP. What happens if he has a um, fourth, fifth starter type season, uh, pitching-wise, and then um, has that same season hitting-wise? So if say Vlad and Otani next year have the exact same offensive seasons, except for Otani's a five ERA, uh, does the pitching play in the same way as it does? You know what I mean? Like, it, it it basically I will give you this. Um, I agree. Uh, it would go to Vlad if he was a back of the rotation starter. But even uh, no. I don't even think that would matter this year. I think Otani's going to get one MVP for free, basically, just for being – not for free. He's played amazingly. But for Is being he still an leading? offensive and pitching all-star on both sides of the ball. But I'm just saying he's going to get one of those MVPs, and then next year he can, put up the same, he can put up the same offensive stats, but he's going to have to – you know, really excel pitching if he wants to get another. Okay, and and I like I said, I have not followed the AL as strictly as I like to. But is he still the home run leader, or is he tied with Vlad? Uh, I don't think he's the home run hit, hitter uh, leader right now, and I don't so, think um, I don't think uh, neither is Vlad. I think um, Salvi Perez might. We'll see. Salvi Perez has had an amazing season. To be honest, if it wasn't for Otani, he he should be having MVP vote. So, I'm actually looking it up right yeah, now. He's had an amazing season. I really like Salvi Perez, so I'm happy for him. I mean, good player. You can't can't deny that. Well, for I mean, he's just had one of the best uh, offensive seasons we've seen from a catcher in a long, long time. Like, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I don't know, man. I've got to say, him being a pitcher and playing just about every game, it, it does give him a little bit of a leg up. You know what I mean? Mike Trout's been out for the Angels all year, too. That's or most oh, of the year. That dude, really that is rough. Yeah, really You're right. Sucks. Salvi Perez, then Vlad. Yeah. And, then I and like they also months. have seven more games uh, actually played. I imagine Otani had less games And guess how many home runs they're up on him by. Three, four. One. They are tied. Uh, Perez and Vlad are tied. And Otani is one back. 
how many does Salvi have? Like 43, 44? No, they, uh, Salvi and Vlad both have 46 home runs. Okay. Otani has 45. The batting averages are Perez has a 276. Vlad is hitting an impressive 323. Yeah, yeah. So, no, honestly, no honestly, if you want me to weigh in on this, let's look at the batting average along with the home runs. Yeah. Vlad is having a better offensive season. And, the only, and well, uh, how many RBI? A little. He's probably got. Uh, well, Teoscar Hernandez leads the Blue Jays in RBIs. So well, let's better. see. And then obviously that's not how we judge MVPs so, anymore. No, I want but, you to think about it this way though. So Perez, who's the home run well tied for home run leader, is 115 RBIs. Yeah. Vlad 105. Otani has 95. So. Yeah, about twenty more than Otani, ten more than Vlad. Well, I mean, and, and but we you, know RBIs aren't going to go. But I also want games. you to think, okay, so Vlad's actually not only what's the, Otani's average? Uh, he is at two fifty seven. And uh, Salvador is at two seventy six. Whereas Vlad is not only tied for the home run lead. Do you see how many he's hits hit? Otani's got all together. Um, let's see hits. Guerrero has 182. Yeah, and I know that's uh, 161 for Perez and 144 for Otani. That 144 hits. That does for some reason that kind of doesn't sit that well for me. Well, for me, what it what it I sits feel like the MVP should have close to 200. Well, hits. let's put it this way: in my opinion, an MVP should uh, not only have at least over 30 home runs, right? He should probably be batting over 300 with at least 100 RBIs. Uh, I, I can no, I can have leeway with the batting average the way the game is played nowadays. but you still No lower than a 280 at least. Uh, I, I think that part... 276, and when the MVP, when you have a guy who's that hitting... That was Salvi, 276. I, I am. I'm getting there, though. But anyways, because I'm going with a higher average here, I'm not going with yeah. Otani. But if you're gonna do it by that by that standard, right? He'll finish the season with 150 hits. It comes down to pitching. That's that. You know, I, I think it does. MVP and what I'm actually gonna do is look up his actual record. Yeah. So Which that part. Won't play I mean, until once again, that's kind of it's kind of it. irrelevant because he plays for the Los Angeles Angels. Well, I mean, not just that. It wouldn't matter who he played for. I mean, look at DeGrom. Hell, there's years. He, he wins have ne- not played a factor. And for him, where he's won the Cy Young. Yeah. Uh, put it this way. He would not. Uh, Robbie Ray is probably going to win the Cy Young. He's actually 9-2 and two with a 328 ERA. That's one thing we've not talked about much is the Cy Young Awards. We will actually get on that, we'll, too. We'll have to get on that later because we're already – we are place. really, really over the place. But uh, I will say this. Uh, he has a 328 ERA. 9-2 is a really good record. For, and he was under 3. So that's really good, yeah. let's give him, for him playing for the freaking Angels. Yeah. 9-2 and two right now well, don't with worry. 22 don't starts is really good. Wins. That's almost irrelevant, irrelevant. nowadays. Uh, and, and I, I mean, you look at DeGrom. Uh, DeGrom has more, more uh, almost more losses than yeah, wins. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You can just – people want to call, like, RBIs and um, average an irrelevant stat. Wins and losses are an actual irrelevant stat. 
Because there's a lot of teams whose relievers have more wins than most of their starters. Uh, like, so. for instance, like I'm saying with DeGrom. Yeah. DeGrom pitches a hell of a game, goes in seven innings, right? Then his bullpen comes in and messes up everything he's done. Okay. Anytime we get DeGrom out of a game, I have a feeling we're going to win. All right. So to finish things off, uh, Yahoo Sports, uh, what I believe, uh, if not a Phillies beat writer, somebody associated with the Phillies came out with an article talking about Freddie Freeman and specifically talking about the other day when Dansby had his day off, right? And, you know, just a simple day off. He's played almost – our whole infield's played almost every game this season. So, Snit calls him to his office, asks for, you know, you know if he can use the day off because they've seen him kind of hanging his head, being, I don't know, maybe a little mopey. Uh, in other words, Snit seen his body language throughout the past 20 games or so, looked at him and said, hey, we'd like to give you a day off, get your mind right. And Dansby, in the article, they quote him and Freeman several times. And they talk about, and Dansby talks about just trying to get his perspective straight, right? Yeah. Just get things in line in his mind, get his mental back, give him a day off. No big deal, right? So, they um, they take Freeman's quotes, and, I don't know, they try to make him out to be a douchebag for this, but in reality, it's just an average leader of your team. But after Dansby agrees to the day off, Snit calls up Freddie at 1 o'clock in the morning and says, go easy on him. We asked him to do this. He didn't come to us asking for a day off. And uh, Freeman says, okay, that's fine. The next day, Swanson walks into the locker room, finds Freddie uh, sitting by, by his locker where Freddie says, I took down his jersey, I took down his uh, cleats and pants and I put his little sweater up that was his exact statement and that was enough that was his way of like showing Dan's be like here's your day off princess I guess he was trying to say <laughs> like I don't know but when you told me about this I about died laughing because I'm thinking well you know the Freeman that even uh, O'Brien and even O'Flaherty I mean Eric O'Flaherty said um, about was uh it was like, that's not Freeman, the Freeman type activity. But he has been more frustrated than usual lately. So it's not been, um, I guess I would be too with the contract situation, so forth and so on. And, um, I mean, I, the guy just won the MVP. So it's one of those things where you're just like, I get he's frustrated. I get that he's... Uh, you know, really wanting this because we had a chance last year to really, really, really go into, um, you know, we could have had a World Series last year, possibly. But you go from having a 3-1 lead to going home, and the team that you should have beaten gets that ring. So I could see him being frustrated I can see that he wants people to have the same work ethic as he does. But I also want you to think here, Hunter, and this is a real simple thing, and you mentioned it earlier. Who was his mentor? 
or I'm sorry, who is his mentor? Yeah, of course. Still. I mean, he he come up with guys like Chipper, of course. And um, look, that that's not just an old school thing. Wanting wanting your, wanting the guys that make a difference be out there every day. And um, like I said, these are quotes by Freddie that they used in the article, but they didn't um, you know, that wasn't used to the, the guy wasn't a. I think I think he was a Phillies fan writing for Yahoo Sports. It wasn't. A, they were making a narrative out of the whole thing to make it seem like, you know, Freddie was being a hard ass and pushing people. But uh, in reality, we don't know the context of how he he was speaking to his guys like Ozzy and Swanson. So it's no big deal, really. But I I just looked at the article overall as an interesting look into our clubhouse. I don't look at it as toxic in any way or anything like that. It's just Freddie being a leader, as simple as that. Well, you know, I agree, and I think you've got to – there are certain ways to do things, and I think that this was kind of a funny way, you know, of – you know how it is. I mean – Yeah, he didn't chew him out. He just – he just done him a favor and packed up his jersey and his pants and put his little sweater uh, in the locker room ready for him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely. He was just being a friend, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really is no big deal. But like I said, and there's apparently no animosity there. No, so. no, there, there's none. And it's just a Phillies fan trying to actually start crap. Well, it's just trying to it, defame. It's somebody, great it's somebody that needs to write an article that's trying to find a narrative. It's, there it's you that go. simple. But anyways, guys, we're out for the night. I hope you enjoyed our incoherent, nearly incoherent ramblings. And we hope you tune in. Next soon. week. <laughs>